0: Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me on the show this morning. On what uh, is shaping up to be a darn warm weekend. We're finally getting some summer-like weather. (sighs) Yeah, it's going to be a toasty one out there for the next several days, so... Be careful when you're out there, what you're doing. Don't overdo it. Stay hydrated, all that good stuff. And uh, make sure that, uh, huh, yeah, you still can have some fun out there. A lot of things you can do. I'm just going to think of finding some shade, finding, sitting under a tree, finding some shade, getting the uh, lawn chair out and tossing a line in and just uh, being a lazy fisherman. <laughs> that sounds That sounds pretty good. Nothing. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Catch a few bluegill here and there. Oh, eh, well, that'll that'll work. But yeah, it's uh, we are finally getting a dose of summer here. I don't think we've had. Trying to remember. I don't no. I don't think we've had a stretch of nineties uh, uh, pretty much this summer here. But we'll see. I guess so, but again, just uh, eh, be careful if you're you're headed out there. Just be safe anyway, regardless of uh, of what you're doing. So, but anyway, let's delve into it here this morning on the program and get going with uh, the latest here on the the conditions report. Uh, it uh, well, the rivers come up just a little bit from last week, and uh, we're sitting at about five three this morning here in La Crosse, and it's not going to fluctuate a whole it hasn't fluctuated much. It's come up a little bit. Um, but it hasn't, uh, hasn't moved a whole lot since we got together last week and doesn't look like it's going to be moving a whole lot more between now and, uh, next Saturday too, for that matter. So that's not a, not necessarily a bad thing, It's just, uh, just be careful when you're, <laughs> you're cruising out there. So you don't, uh, accidentally run over anything. Uh, like a wing dam or anything. So flow has uh, ticked up just a little bit, if I recall, from last weekend. Uh, it was in the low uh, teens, and now it's kind of in the mid to upper teens, so not a great deal of change. Uh, Alma's sitting at about 13.6 this morning. Winona's at 17.5. Uh, Trempolo's just under 19. Uh, Dresbank's at about 19. 21 in Genoa and uh, 20 down in Lynxville. Water temperatures... If I recall, uh, I think they were eh, probably right around the 80-degree mark. So they have come down a little bit this week, or in the past week, I should say. It's uh, uh, mostly in the mid-70s, uh, almost 76, Dresbach's 75, Genoa's at 74, uh, Lynxville's at 78 degrees. So it's, uh, I don't know if I you. and I'm going to talk a little bit about you know, the front end of fall fishing here in the moment, I, you know, it, I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about that today. Got everything. I'm like, and then I realized like, you know, we're going to get into a stretch next week where it's nineties, but I got to look a little bit beyond that here and, and, uh, give that a, uh, cause I mean, really here it's, I mean, it's already August 19th. Uh, and, um, you know, so we're, we're, on the back end of August and, and then once we get into September and, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know where the, the time has gone either. Uh, it's, uh, it's just cruising right on by here. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, well, I it's high school football. That's what's, you know, that's why fall weather happens because of high school football. So, <laughs> but well, okay. Eddie, well, maybe not, but, um, it was, I'm sorry, I just was thinking, sorry, I saw somebody was, uh, one of those silly videos, and I don't know if it was a comedy one or not, it was kind of comical, but, uh, there was a uh, video, so it was like a phone call or something to a, a station, not, not around here or whatever, but was blaming all the increased tornado activity on roundabouts because people went around and around, and that disturbed the air, and that's what, uh, created the tornadoes so uh, I'm sorry I just was a, a small aside there but it was <laughs> rather silly but um yeah it it's you know we're we're on the cusp i think this might be the last gasp of summer maybe I like to think of it that way right? cuz i mean you know we get we get this weekend next weekend and the following weekend's labor day weekend and um you know so it's uh <laughs> Where's summer gone? My goodness, another another busy one here. But hopefully, you get the opportunity to uh, take advantage of the uh, uh, bounty that we have here in the Cooley region uh, this weekend and uh, start you know getting a line in the water and checking things out because really the fishing is still uh, is still pretty decent. Uh, you know, even though that we're going to have temperatures in the nineties here, water temperature wise, I think it's you know, we're, we're in a good spot right now for a lot of species uh, that, uh, um, uh, I don't, well, I, I kind of think of optimum temperatures or whatever, but in, in, in terms of, of spawning, and we're not really, uh, we're kind of past that at this point here, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's a good temperature range for the fish to be out there and be active, and, um, you know, there's still cooler water here and there, and uh, but uh, um, you know temperature wise it's uh, it's it's not bad it's they can uh, operate pretty well in this uh, these kinds of, of water temperature conditions here so um, I'd say maybe the only thing is uh, if if you wanted to do a little trout fishing um, I'm guessing now wouldn't be a bad time to be doing it for the simple reason that uh, it's you know the water temperatures are low. We get in the nineties next week. Eh, it's going to be might be a little toasty for the uh, the trout there, but um, but right now, hey, it's it's uh, it's all good. Panfish bite is doing uh, pretty well. Bluegills uh, seeing some really nice bluegills being caught right now, and uh, just working in some of those uh, backwater areas, um, working the, the the channel inlets. Places along the well, which are going to be you know areas where there's going to be just a lot of fish in general, but um, seeing some nice sized ones being caught, which is which is always kind of good. Um, you know, just a hook and a bobber and uh, chunk of night crawler and away you go, but uh, yeah, they're they're in some of those backwater areas there, maybe just a little with a little bit of current, uh, just off the current, just a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can find them, you know, weed lines, places along those lines, uh, that, that they'll be, they'll be biting right now. And this is a, a good, like I said, temperature range, that, that to me is an indicator that it's a good, uh, a good time for them to be active. Um, you know, they don't have to, it's, it's not too hot for them. And, and, um, they've got places where they can go hang out and, and hide and, and find a little shade here and there. Um, but a little cooler water for that matter, too. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, the, the bluegill bite right now. If you've got a bluegill spot, yeah, you should be on it right now. Uh, same goes for the, the crappie. Crappie bite is doing pretty well. there, are um, in that timber cover uh, at the moment here. Uh, crappie minnows, uh, little artificial jigs, things along those lines, um, little like a little you know beetle spin or um a little tube jig something like that that uh, uh, will always draw those those crappie and same for the uh, the perch as well uh, perch bite has been and been doing well I've, I've seen some really nice uh nice perch this week being caught and um they've uh, they've been you know catching them in in weedy areas areas with weeds i should say um you know weed lines Places like that. Uh, I, I'm thinking, you know, anywhere, you know, uh, like the, down by Goose Island, uh, those places in there, some of those sloughs um, that, that have the nice uh, weed lines, things like that. Um, Lake on Alaska wouldn't be bad either. Um, I know there's a, there's a few decent perch being caught up there as well. So um, that's certainly uh, something to, to think about too. Um, but again, you know, uh, jigging a crawler, jigging a minnow for those uh, uh, those perch. Again, um, just touching on the fact they're not going to be out directly out of the current in in slack water, so to speak. But just a little, just they want just a little bit of current. There isn't a whole lot of current being generated anyway, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. But you know, they're just they're just, uh, just kind of hanging out there and. and uh, they're not having to work too terribly hard to, uh, you know, maintain headway, if you will. Um, there just isn't, like I said, a ton of current right now, uh, out there. So, but again, uh, the perch bite's doing pretty well this weekend. Uh, bass bite, both large and smallmouth are doing well. So they're, you yeah, know, take your pick, whatever you, whatever you want. Like I said, uh. Uh, they're both, uh, they're both good at the moment here. Um, if you're fishing those, excuse me, if you're fishing those areas, um, where, you know, the panfish are and everything, um, those are great places to check out as well, uh, for the bass bites as well. Um, yeah, just, uh, pretty nice areas all the way around. Um, smallmouth, yeah, you can work, a, uh, work along those rocky shorelines, places like that. Uh, those will do well for you, too. Um, crankbaits, swim jigs, uh, what have you. You know, they're all going to be uh, places where the bass are going to be hanging out. Anywhere they can, you know, see some schools of bait fish, things like that. Those are always good places to, uh, to check out as well. I know we've got a. I'll be curious to see. We've got a uh, a kayak fishing tournament here this weekend in the area, and uh, i to be kind of curious to see what what sort of totals they bring in. Um, it's a little different. They're not. It's not by weight. It's more by length of fish. So uh, that'll be interesting to to see how that uh, that all pans up. But timing wise, pretty good right now to be out there uh, uh, doing a little a little kayak fishing as well. Um so like I said that'll be uh interesting. I believe that it's let's say 4 or 4:30 4 tomorrow is there, they wrap everything up um up at the Omni Center uh, up in on Alaska there and like I said that'll be a uh interesting to see how that all uh works out in terms of of fishing right now cuz yeah I mean it's uh Fast fishing right now, yeah, that'd be uh, pretty good. So, just to make sure you got plenty of sunscreen and a hat. <laughs> so, uh, and also if you want to uh, do a little um, northern fishing, excuse me, oh goodness, had to sneeze here. Um, if you wanted to do a little northern fishing, that's uh, that's doing pretty well too. Um, Lake on Alaska, the Three Lakes area up by Trempolo. Uh, all good places to to check out there, um, or if you're not able to get to those particular areas. Uh, any kind of place where there's going to be um, you know a slew or a channel opening of some kind or another um, that uh, are, are going to have some you know uh, transit areas, I guess is what I was trying to think of. In um, places like that, too, uh, where you're going to see multi-species transiting, uh, transitioning from one, like out of the main channel into the backwaters, vice versa, um, those are great places to check out. Also, too, where uh, any kind of uh, stream or, or little creek, what have you, runs into uh, the main channel um, or into a backwater area of some kind or another, those are also good places that uh, the uh, the Northerns like to hang out for good meals, things like that. So, uh, that's, uh, another opportunity for you as well. So, I again, right now the fishing is, uh, is doing pretty well. Um, uh, I think they've got, they've got it better than, <laughs> than we do is, uh, in terms of the, uh, their conditions right now. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah over, almost overlooked the walleye bite too, which isn't doing too bad either. Um, you know fishing a, a little bit uh, a little bit deeper uh working some of those wing dams um, you know, crawler harness of some kind or another or uh, you know if you want to go artificial some twister tails things along those lines uh work along those wing dams both sides and um, I think you can uh, maybe pick off a few decent sized walleye too I guess I'm trying to think this may maybe earlier in the week that I saw few nice ones uh, being caught as well so um, yeah it, yeah it's uh, it, it, like I said we're um, normally talking about sort of the the dog days of summer if you will um, but uh, this isn't bad right now I'll, uh, I'll take this any day of the week so but that's uh, that's what you've got going on right now so get on out there and, and give it a try whether it's uh, panfish or bass northern walleyes, what have you, give them a shot. And uh, I think you'll you'll do fairly decent uh, this weekend. So just uh, try to avoid the the heat if you can and go from there. It is coming up on 819. I'm going to take a short break and be back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM and 580 AM. 96.7 96 summit FM 580 a.m. you're listening to WKTY outdoors I'm Kevin Millard. thank you for being here this morning hope you're enjoying the show and and we'll uh, we'll get to a little fishing talk here in just a little uh, I was gonna mention this earlier I forgot about it but uh, um, not sure if you're headed there or not but it's starting in uh, about nine o'clock or so uh, at the Wilton American Legion a, a CWD summit talking about chronic wasting disease in Monroe County Um there's going to be presentations from DNR biologists, landowners, and hunters uh, talking about uh, the history of CWD in Wisconsin, current status, um, the 2023 deer season structure and opportunities, CWD best management practices, there um, be all sorts of other things going on as well. It's sponsored by Monroe County CWD Task Force, uh, Monroe County CDAC, and the DNR, and Fort McCoy. There will also be a uh, hands-on learning opportunities to remove lymph nodes for CWD testing and uh, also uh, to find out how to use a CWD self-serve sampling kiosk. So that's, uh, again, going on uh, starting at 9 o'clock at the uh, Wilton American Legion in uh, in Wilton. Just wanted to uh, uh, remind you of that. I guess before I forget about this as well, and I'm not going to forget about it, but I uh, just want to remind folks as well that uh, um, you can uh, still get tickets for the uh, Onalaska Ducks Unlimited uh, Cal Barnstow Memorial Dinner, their annual banquet, uh, which is coming up on Thursday the 24th uh, at uh, the Onalaska Omni Center in their banquet room uh, up in Onalaska. Again, that's uh, Thursday, the 24th, doors open at 5.30. The dinner starts at 7. Uh, tickets are $60 per person. Uh, and Green Wings, uh, 17 or younger, are $30. Uh, but the banquet membership, or the banquet ticket, I should say, a uh, pretty good deal. Um, you get, uh, uh, besides the, the dinner itself, you also get uh, a Ducks Unlimited membership and uh, three tickets to the 2023 Gun Blitz, which uh, has over... $8,000 worth of uh, guns that they'll be, be giving away here and um, all sorts of uh, really cool prizes that uh, uh, they will be, you know, raffles and all that things uh, as well. But uh, um, they've got a Benelli shotgun that they're going to be giving away. Uh, um, the uh, DU Pistol of the Year Springfield Garrison 1911-45 uh, ACP. So, All sorts of uh, really cool things. It's going to be a great evening. And um, if you want uh, uh, more information, um, let's see here. You can uh, give uh, Joe Barstow a call. Had him on last week. Uh, Give him a call at 608-769-5154. Or visit the uh, Ducks Unlimited website, uh, ducks.org slash Wisconsin, for banquet information. uh, And you can purchase tickets uh, tickets there as well. So um, again, that's uh, coming up this Thursday. So don't want to uh, don't want to miss out on that. That's that'll be a nice uh, a nice evening. A lot of folks uh, sitting there. Good. You, you hear the phrase "talking shop"? Uh, this is uh, kind of like that, but a whole lot more fun, I think. <laughs> so. But, uh, again, some great opportunities there. Just, uh, again, wanted to mention that before we uh, uh, move on here and uh, start talking about, well, uh, you know, we're not that far from duck season or any of that, and, <clears throat> excuse me, certainly, you know, we're not that far away from uh, from fall fishing as well. I mean, you know, <laughs> like I said, uh, ignore the next week, uh, but, uh and really, you, know, you think about it. By next weekend, tail end of August, and yeah, it's it's going to be here before we know it. <sighs> I'll, I'll take the cooler, a little cooler weather. Don't uh, don't get me wrong, but not necessarily looking forward to the snow. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, we got to get through the fall fishing season here first, and I, I'm really thinking that this year is going to be another uh, a pretty good year. Um, with the low water levels and, and everything, it'll just, uh, again, kind of concentrate the fish. And, you know, I think this time of year, we, this latter part of the year, um, you know, once we get into September and October, uh, I, I think those are the best times of year to catch some really, uh, really good fish. Um, always seems that it's the time of year where I tend to to catch the biggest fish of the year. Um, not necessarily always, you know, depends on uh, pan fishing, hands down, I, I definitely would recommend it. But, you know, I, I think maybe bass and, and things like that might be a little bit different, but uh, even still, um, you know, they're they're certainly catchable. And um, But obviously with so many species out there, you've got great opportunities. Um, but I'm just going to talk a little bit about you know, panfish today, and and um, you know, one of the keys really to kind of hunting down um, bluegills or crappies, and I guess perch for that matter too, is, is patience. Um, uh, and and I'm thinking like ahead of, to fall, and, and once we get into September here too, it's a, it's a time of year while when you know being on the move and moving frequently while hunting down these uh, uh, tasty species can produce big dividends. Um, you know, we're, we'll be getting into that time of year where uh, the fish are going to be. Hang on one second here. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, not sure what happened there. But anyway, um, yeah, we're getting into that time of year where the the you are going to be starting to think about putting the, the feed bag on for the year. And, you know, winter's going to be here before we know it. So certainly uh, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be active. And they'll be moving around. They'll be looking for a meal. Um, you know, if your spot isn't producing, move. Uh, if your presentations or tactics don't give you some good numbers, you know, improvise. Modify the game plan and, and, and try again. Um, the fish are there, and I'll suggest a, a few likely places to try. And um, I mentioned in, during the conditions report and the fishing report here, too, that uh, uh, let's and we'll just start with weeds. Uh, something I hadn't thought of before, I uh, just uh, read it here, suggests that um, diversity plays a big factor in finding numbers of fish. Uh, and diversity of, of habitat, that's maybe the, uh, not necessarily, but uh, diversity of, of uh, things like, you know, coontail, mid-milfoil, uh, whatever type of, of underwater uh, grasses, growth, what have you, um, are, are a factor in finding fish. Um, more varieties of weeds, more means that, that you might find uh, more varied types of bugs, little critter, freshwater shrimp larvae, and other food that the, um, the minnows will focus on, which in turn, of course, are then uh, gobbled up by the, the larger panfish. Um, you know, if you've got a, a, a large area to cover, try maybe throwing out a, a tiny little crankbait or a small spinner, such as a, a beetle spin, to help locate the fish. Uh, you'll certainly be able to pick off a few active ones there as well. Um, casting and retrieving over weed beds is, well, as you know maybe trolling some lures can uh, help pull those fish out of the cover and uh, maybe gobble your lure down since they are looking for a meal. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily, and, and given the, most of the conditions out there right now, I'm not necessarily talking <coughs> when I can talk, excuse me here oh my goodness tickle in my throat this morning here um it is kind of a shallower water pattern um so you're not talking necessarily deep again uh given the conditions that we've got right now that's not necessarily uh, an issue um but but uh once you find them in, in many cases uh you know, switching then to a, a jig in a plastic or a uh, jig in a minnow or, uh, you know, chunk of night crawlers, things along those lines uh, can uh, uh, help better pick them off, whether it's along the edge of a weed bed, uh, you know, some kind of a horizontal presentation or um, dropping it in open pockets in the weeds for a vertical presentation. Um, you know, in most cases, uh, you're not necessarily going to need, you know, heavy tackle, heavy gear, or anything like that for uh, uh, pan fishing. You know, four pound test, a lighter jig. Um, you know, if you've really got to pound through the weeds, then you know, pick pick up the uh, the size of the jig just a little bit. But really, you know, uh, an eighth uh, ounce, sixteenth um, of an ounce. Um, those are uh, good sizes that I. I tend to try at least any way at the beginning and, and we'll go either way from there, depending on the, uh, the conditions I encounter. Um, but, uh, those are pretty, you know, decent sizes. Um, I like a little marabou jig, that kind of thing, uh, old school, but Hey, <laughs> it works. Um, if I'm looking for something a little bit bigger, um, You know those kinds of lures, I, and, and I don't know why that thing works uh, for me. I, it's, whether it's the uh, movement of the marabou, what have you, but it works for me. <laughs> the fish aren't answering when I ask them why do you bite on this, but because. But that's just that's just me. Not that I'm talking to fish all the time, but <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> so. But yeah, you know those kinds of things. Uh, those will work. Small little twister tails are also uh, uh, productive as well. Uh, those are always always nice to use as well, just to kind of uh, cover a specific area. Um, you know, just casting out with a. Excuse me here. I got just uh, a darn tickle in my throat that... this morning, and I have to <clears throat> drink a little water here to uh, make sure that doesn't bother me too much. But, you know, just uh, taking that small twister tail, um, a slow, steady retrieve, a good way to start. As always, uh, if you're going to be using jigs and plastics and things along those lines, be prepared with a variety of colors. um, Because, of course, uh, the fish will change their uh, priorities and, and particular preferences on a daily basis. Um, you know, don't be terribly surprised if, if plastics work one day, uh, and only a jig and a minnow combination the next, you know, you get the idea. Um, <coughs> crappie, but is also not, you know, will also, uh, of course, catch crappie, but, uh, but perch in there as well. But also, um, I've seen this too, where, uh, you know, some of those really big bluegills, uh, those, those, those big bulls that, uh, are just so bright and colorful. Um, I don't know if it's just simply happenstance or, or what, but uh, um, those are so much fun to catch this year, this time of year uh, in the fall, is those really big bluegills, and that's, this is the time of year when I tend to find them, um, is, is that, that, fall, that fall season here. Um, if the weeds aren't working... Um, timber is always, uh, uh, a good bet as well. That kind of a structure. There's always, um, uh, always going to be fish hanging out in the, you know, down trees or stumps that inhabit uh, a river or backwater area. Um, you know, don't get too caught up too with, uh, spending a lot of time working on, on one tree. You know, if you drop the lure back down, uh, in there, in that area, range, what have you, and you don't get any bites, you know, move on. Um, you know, besides that tip, the, the keys here to, uh, just sort of, you know, keep that lure in the face of the fish and then, you know, keeping it tight to the cover. Crappies won't move down to hit what they, they see. Uh, so you've got to keep it, um, eye level or, or just above them. Um, and, and just, you know, do that, do what sort of movements, uh, you, you would try for your, your presentation and, um. The aggressive ones, uh, it, it drives them nuts, so they uh, they hit it, um, and where they hit it too, for that matter, um, can be kind of dependent on the weather here. Certainly, it's not going to be sunny and ninety for the <laughs> until November. Uh, we'll get some cloudy, rainy days in there, some dreary days, but uh, some nice ones as well. Um, they might be, you know, on a, on a cloudy day, uh, they might be within a foot or two of the surface, uh, but. You get some more sunshine, some light penetration, blue sky kind of as day. Yeah, they'll probably be hanging out a little bit deeper in the water uh, column there. Um, Regardless of depth, but it's just keeping that lure, you know, tight to the timber can make a difference. Um, Banging it off the the brush, uh, stump, what have you, um, certainly is... uh, uh, an indicator to the fish that there's something out there that uh, they might be able to eat, and uh, that can draw the fish in certainly. Um, especially if the water is is stained, we might see some of well. Well, I'm sure we will see some of that uh, here as the uh, the fall progresses and we get you know the rains and, and yeah, it's just fall. <laughs> so, uh, but that's uh, certainly uh, something to think about as too. Uh, one of the key types of of timbers found around certainly. Um, by the bends in the river or stream uh, inlets, things along those lines. Uh, these are always areas to, uh, uh, to check out here because uh, they're just, you know, again, like I mentioned a little earlier, they're just transition areas where fish are going to be hanging out. Uh, a lot of things just kind of come by, the buffet, if you will, uh, for them. And certainly those are places where you want to check out and, and try inside or outside the bend of a, a river, what have you. Um, you know, you can start off working crankbaits or spinners around the edges and then uh, work your way into more of a vertical presentation uh, once you get a little closer to the cover there and the, the, the timber, what have you, uh, so you're not getting all snagged up there. So uh, that's, uh, again, something to, to think about there. But, you know, it, there's just so many op- great opportunities uh, this time of year for uh, – for the fish to be out there and find the fall fishing. Um, Like I said, this is, uh, to me, it's the most fun time of the year. Uh, Next to, well, I'm going to say, you know, first open water season of the year is always pretty fun. Um, But, uh, you know, fall fishing is, is, uh, just to me, is a, a great time to get out there and just, again, catch some of the, the, the biggest fish of the year for me anyway that's uh, uh, a great opportunity and, and if I can catch the big fish you certainly can as well and and uh, it's uh, we're not talking rocket science here folks it's uh, it's pretty pretty simple stuff and I, like I said it's uh, to me one of my favorite times of year just uh, uh, with the migrating birds and the the leaves changing and um, just uh, that transition period here, wonderful time to get out there and do some, some fishing. If if you, know, if you haven't thought about it, yeah, give it some thought. I mean, we've got uh, certainly several months yet of open water fishing here, but I hope I'm not trying to jump the gun here too much <laughs> and jinx things. But, yeah, I, I think uh, this year, like I said, is shaping up to be a, uh, a wonderful year as far as, uh, as, far as fishing goes. Um, despite the, the low water and, and uh, you know, low current kind of not being the greatest in the summertime, in the fall, this is, uh, is going to be a good thing. This will uh, uh, turn around here and, and make for uh, good conditions here. And uh, it's going to be a uh, pretty darn nice time, I think. That's for sure. So anyway, I've got to take a short break and come back here as WKTY Outdoors continues in just a few moments. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM and 580 AM. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is 845. I'm Kevin Millar. Thanks for being here this morning and moving on to some outdoors news here too. The Wisconsin DNR uh, sent this out uh, this week here and wanted to pass it along that uh, uh, they're encouraging new and experienced hunters to enroll in a hunter education course before the uh, upcoming fall season. Uh, and courses are available uh, across the state in a variety of formats, and um, it, it's interesting here in the, uh, the the release here, too, it says those who complete a hunter education course, uh, of course, play a, a big role in keeping Wisconsin a safe place to hunt. Um, most hunting incidents in the state involve hunters older than 40, uh, decades after learning firearm safety rules in their hunter education courses. Um, and, yeah, maybe time for uh, veteran hunters to refresh those Uh, those lessons. Um, And as part of the program, hunter education graduates receive a certificate accepted in every U.S. state, Canada, and Mexico. Um, Anyone born on or after January 1, 1973 must have a hunter education certification uh, to purchase a hunting license uh, unless uh, hunting under the mentored hunting law. And uh, like I said, the DNR offers uh, a number of different hunter education course options and locations uh, so hunters can choose the best format of how and where they'd like to learn. Um, and it, it, it's like, wow, more than they say more than 20,000 people take the classes uh, each year, making early enrollment important for anyone interested in the class. And uh, like I said, they've got a couple of different ways that, uh, that you can do it. Uh, students can attend a, a traditional course here, an uh, in-person course where uh, students learn hunter responsibility and safety uh, through lectures, demonstrations, uh, group discussions, exercises, and study. Uh, and then they take a multiple-choice exam and complete a hands-on skills-based assessment uh, based on the information found in the uh, printed student manual and taught during class. Uh, there's also, of course, a uh, Internet option, uh, Internet Plus Field Day option. Um, and then uh, you, you do the online portion before attending a field day, um, then you get, you know, you do the online portion, finish that, get a field day voucher, which is required to participate in the uh, in-person field day course they enrolled in. Students will uh, reinforce what they learned online through hands-on, uh, say, firearm handling demonstrations from experienced hunters and practical exercises. Uh, and then, then, we'll take a multiple-choice exam and complete a hands-on skills-based assessment. Uh, and then, there's also the online only uh, for people 18 and older. Uh, this course uh, has the sem- same general content as the other corp- course options, but entirely online. Students work through online units, take multiple-choice quizzes, and a final multiple-choice exam. Uh, this is specifically for students uh, with prior hunting or firearms handling experience. Uh, it's for people that are uh, 18 or older. Again, uh, you can find all the information on the, the hunter safety courses here on the uh, Wisconsin DNR website. Uh, sliding across the river into Minnesota, um, the uh, Minnesota. speaking of hunting and everything, the uh, uh, Minnesota DNR has got another one of their uh, webinars coming up uh, on Wednesday the 23rd that uh, I think a lot of people would be interested in. Uh, Todd Froberg, Minnesota DNR Big Game uh, Program Coordinator, is talking about the uh, regulations and changes for hunters in the 2023 deer season. Uh, he's going to be talking about things like deer hunting opportunities, dates and deadlines, uh, deer populations statewide, and uh, uh, taking a look at uh, the deer population goal setting process, and and certainly uh, touched on it earlier here, uh, chronic wasting disease regulations. Um, so it's uh, that'll be I think definitely uh, informative and. You know, I, I it's, it's a good way. I like I like these these webinars. They're very informative and cover a, a broad range of uh, uh, information. Um, you do kind of have to sign up for these ahead of time. It's I mean it takes thirty seconds. Uh, just um, go to the uh, Minnesota DNR website and look for uh, Minnesota Outdoor Skills and Stewardship Series, and that'll give you a listing of all the uh, um, webinars and things like that, uh, and I think you can also look at the, uh, um, some of the past ones as well here, I'm listening, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, you can listen to a lot of them, but, and and I'm just looking at the page now, as a matter of fact, they've got like 120 of these things in here, so uh, you will find a ton of information uh, that will be able to help you out with uh your hunting information as well for the upcoming season. And, and you know if you want a little bit more about you know fishing, uh, there's hunting in there, all sorts of things. So, uh, again, check that out at the uh, uh, Minnesota DNR website. It is coming up on 851. Take a short break and back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY and WKTY Outdoors. It is 8.54. I'm Kevin Malarm. Thank you for joining me on the show this morning. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you being here. Hope you're having a, uh, a good morning and going to try and stay cool today. <laughs> it's, uh, wow, yeah. Uh, we're looking at a uh, some t- some toasty weather here for the next couple of days. So, But, yeah, stay safe, stay hydrated. All that good stuff, and make sure that uh, you stay safe out there, as uh, it's going to be going to be a warm one for the next several days. So just uh, just be careful. Hey, I, I I mentioned a couple of things. I was talking about the uh, the Ducks Unlimited dinner coming up uh, on Thursday uh, up at the Omni Center. Uh, I just wanted to mention again too that um, you know if you've got an outdoors organization. Uh, or group that is, you know, having any kind of a, a fundraiser or uh, a public event, please, uh, you know, feel free to to, to let me know. Uh, love to have you on for a few minutes, talk about uh, your organization and uh, the fundraiser and uh, give you a little uh, publicity here for uh, uh, the listeners there to hopefully help you out with uh, with your event and, you know, that's, Kind of what Joe did with the uh, the Ducks Unlimited Bank with Joe Barstow. It, it's like, man, yeah, got some time, sure, yeah. Happy to have you on here. We'll uh, we'll get you on. And we'll chat for a few minutes, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. And again, uh, just uh, if you want, uh, all you really need to do is uh, just you uh, uh, email me at uh, Kevin at WK Midwest Family Lacrosse com That's Kevin.Millard, M I L L A R D, at uh, Midwest Family Lacrosse.com. And uh, that will uh, get it to my inbox for the mail. If you want to just uh, do the snail mail thing, nothing wrong with uh, that as well. Uh, just shoot me a line and uh, drop it in the mail. Uh, in care of WKTY Outdoors, uh, 201 State Street in Lacrosse. Wisconsin five four six zero one, and if it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, Wisconsin. Certainly, if uh, you've got something going on over in, you know, southeastern Minnesota or whatever, yeah, let me know. We'll uh, uh, be glad to help you out with uh, with your event. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. Um, just uh, kind of wrapping things up here, just got a, a minute or two left to go. Just uh, get this uh, interesting information here. Um, that uh, uh, talking about uh, the number of fish license holders, um, uh, the states have the most fishing license holders. And I guess, uh, not surprisingly, Minnesota and Wisconsin appear on the list. Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, uh, at least on this anyway, have a, in terms uh, of totals anyway. Uh, <laughs> they beat uh, everybody else on the list uh, hands down. And in 1.4 million in Minnesota, 1.3 in Wisconsin, and um, they, they rank it here per 100 population. And Alaska, not surprising, uh, is number one on the list in Wyoming, Montana, uh, Idaho. None of those places surprised me in the least as far as uh, um, number of, of fishing opportunities there. North Dakota uh also uh, has that as well um and then number six is minnesota south dakota is number seven maine is uh, number eight which scratched my head for a, i'm like oh yeah okay that makes yeah that's some great opportunities up uh, uh in that part of the world and uh, number nine is wisconsin fall number 10 is oklahoma um and i to, to be honest i don't know that much about fishing opportunities in uh, Oklahoma, but i'm guessing they maybe have some uh nice impoundments and and places like that down there but um the other places i can you know kind of see as far as uh you know some of the fishing opportunities but but hey you know it's just good that uh, that they're out there nice to see wisconsin on the list and <laughs> minnesota as well so uh but yeah it's uh it's it's interesting there uh certainly uh would love to go back to Alaska fishing. That uh, That's for sure. So anyhow, I've got to wrap things up for this Saturday. You have yourself a tremendous weekend, and uh, we will do it again next, uh, uh, well, not next week. I'll be gone next Saturday, but uh, we'll do it in a couple of weeks. We'll see you then, and you have yourself a tremendous time. Be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you soon on WKTY Outdoors.